Hey friends. friends, welcome back to another episode. We are sorry that we missed you guys last week. Um, as most of you know, um, if you follow us on social media, you know that right now we are going through the series or stages of our eptopic pregnancy. Um, so to start this episode off, we're going to kind of give you guys um, just a little bit about what we're going through. We feel like it's really important to share a story and that people can understand what we're going through. And if anybody out there is experiencing this, experiencing this or has experienced it, we don't want you to feel alone. Um, so to start, um, obviously, Randy and I were trying and we did get pregnant um, and towards the end of October, I finally got a positive pregnancy test. And the day before election, I basically was having a miscarriage. And thankfully, I had a really sweet friend tell me, call your doctor, just go get your blood work done. And thank goodness for that, because it was able to catch a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have captured if we hadn't done that. Yeah, we thought it was just a miscarriage. So we were going to kind of let it pass and yes and so when I went to get my blood work done it was very low so obviously they assumed it was a miscarriage and then I got my blood work done again and my numbers kept rising and rising and rising over the period of like three weeks yeah so for a while they were telling us that everything was normal not to be alarmed yes with the way that my numbers were rising so if anybody doesn't know when you're pregnant you're um HCG, pregnancy hormone levels, double every 48 hours, or that's what should happen. And although I was having an eptopic pregnancy, my pregnancy was very viable. So it was growing the way that it should have. Number-wise, looking at just the well, hormones, number, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. It was growing properly. But at um, this point, your numbers were too low to have a sonogram. Yes. So um, needless to say, we went in um, a week before... Um, most recently and they couldn't see anything. So we were kind of hoping that maybe that was a positive sign and maybe we just couldn't see, um, like a small forming of a sac in my uterus yet. Um, went back the next week and sure enough, you could see clear as day. It definitely was an eptopic pregnancy. And so for us, this is where we really struggled. Um, we went back and forth whether we were going to do surgery or, um, do methotrexate. And ultimately we decided to go the methotrexate route. Um, for us, it was just the better route for longevity of future pregnancies. We know that we would like more than two children seeing that, you know, God provides that for us. Um, so for us, it was just kind of, this is a little bit better chance for us to continually have that with minimal damage to, um, removing an entire fallopian tube. Yeah, and thankfully, this the eptopic pregnancy was caught soon enough that we did have the option to take methotrexate. Um, so we're still going through that. We're still going through the process of uh, my body responding to the medicine and um, doing what it needs to do in order to get my hormone levels back to normal. So that way we can try again in the near future. Um, so. There's our little story on that. In the meantime, um, we are actually in South Carolina. Yeah. Well, first, before we jump into that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's Absolutely. reached out, prayed for us, and continually checked in on us. I know we've had quite a few people that, you know, 
I feel like a lot of people feel like people reach out during hard times and then they don't reach back out and they don't keep up. We've had an immense amount of people keeping up with us and constantly reaching out. And I have to say it's, it's God's community and it's his grace that we've been able to feel this love and um, the prayers and just know that we're, we, God's hand is in on this. And that gives us an extreme amount of peace, um, especially during this time that should be very difficult. So thank you guys for that. Um, Jumping in now, like you said, babe, we are in South Carolina. We are recording in my sister's bedroom. (laughs) And uh, so we wanted to get on here and um, I guess we realize now that it's December. We want to go ahead and kind of jump into things as parents Um, with it being December. December. It's it's Christmas time. And so I know the big hot topic being a Christian right now is do you tell your kids about Santa? Is Santa real? Does he exist? Do how do we go about this path with our children? Do we tell them um the story? Do we tell them the truth? And uh I think that's something that we really have to dive into. So before we get too far into it, if you have little ones around, this definitely is not a podcast to go farther on with. If you have little ones and you have already made that decision with your family, so skip through this um, or listen to it later when your yes. little ones aren't around. So to start, uh, do you want to go ahead and start with kind of where we are on this and maybe give them a little background to... So, how we got to where we are. Yeah, so so for me, this was um, a little bit more challenging because of how I grew up being Jewish. Um, so like a lot of this is new to me anyways. So it's been... Um, it's know, new to both of us. Yeah, we both... Uh, you were raised it's Jewish, It's new in so... a different way for me than yes. it is for you. I mean, obviously this is our first time with a kid doing it, but it's also yes. like very new to me not having celebrated real Christmas. Yes. And it's new to me because I grew up believing in Santa to a T. I mean, my mom did a fantastic job of making my imagination run wild. Reindeer footprints on the Yes. I mean, it was (laughs) my, my mom went all out. And so, um, it's really hard because for me, I look back and I do understand like there is a level of disappointment when kids do realize you know santa's not real that one Um, year when you figure out i'm not gonna tell my parents what i want i'm just gonna (laughs) let santa know and see if i really get it that way i can see if and i think that um i know ali stucky has mentioned it and i and and the brennian millennial if you don't follow either one of them on social media you should um both of them mentioned like when you find out that santa's not real Christmas from that point on just isn't the same. It doesn't have the same meaning or, you know, that glow to it. And so I know for me, like, I can remember the exact age, the year, the grade I was in, and my emotions from that. And so for me, it's really hard to, you know, look back on that and try and replicate it. One, because my mom did such a fantastic job. But two, being Christian we have to look deeper and figure out, you know, how do we tell our kids the true meaning of Christmas? Why do we celebrate it? What do we want to tell them? What kind of 
morals and, and values about Christmas do we want them to understand and be the, the forefront of celebrating Christmas? Yeah, so to uh, for beginners, as as Christians, we should celebrate Christmas. That That is, if there's one thing you take away from this, that is one that is the forefront of what we are saying. Christians should celebrate Christmas. Um, and I'll quote Titus 1:15 to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciences are defiled. So I think the biggest thing is like, we don't have to be scared. I know a lot of Christians are saying they don't want to celebrate Christmas, or maybe we should be a little at, um, alert of it because it could it is a pagan holiday i think that we don't need to be scared of christmas as a pagan holiday but we do have a responsibility to focus ourselves and our families on christ and as christmas gets more commercialized and meaningless to our society and the world around us um, we have an obligation as christians to speak more loudly about the real reason for celebration that God is with us. Um, so may we rejoice over Christmas the same way the angels did when they told the shepherds good news of great joy by giving glory to God in the highest. So I think that that's to start, that I think that's the most important thing that we have to say from this right now. Um, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit more about what we should be doing or what we think? I think, um, I don't know if this is the, the direction you want me to go, but some of the things that really stick out to me that we had talked about was the whole idea of like who Santa has become in this commercialized view. And it's like, you know, you tell your kids that Santa is, he knows when you're naughty, he knows when you're nice, he knows, he watches you when you sleep. Like he's this all-knowing majestic magic person out there that's just you know like you should be good for santa and you should definitely you know everything revolves around santa which yeah which santa has a place as a fun fictional character for christmas you know like rudolph and frosty and it's, <laughs> but, it, but it's like having santa as the forefront of why you should be essentially doing what you're doing it's kind of it, it puts christ on a back burner yeah like you're like. you're convincing them you're convincing your kids that santa's real and that it's very confusing it's counterproductive or could potentially be counter counterproductive in yeah. the long run you know you're telling your kids this person's real this person's real and then all of a sudden they find out that he's not real they feel kind of cruddy about it like and they've then, been lied to or duped and it's like you kind of have been lying to them like you have been telling them that santa's real and that yeah you know be good for santa and you know make sure you're on the the nice list and not the naughty list and yeah i think it's even crazier that like that we basically have a santa's like the a form of god in a yeah. sense that At least he during this time of the year yeah that he basically sees you all the time he's keeping track of your right and wrongs and like he puts you on a list to determine whether you get uh gifts or not i think that that's kind of icky <laughs> yeah absolutely um so i i go on i don't know if you were ready but i'm no, um, i think for the most part, it's really hard because for us, we struggle. Like we want the idea of Santa um, 
I don't know. I feel like just in today's society, it's almost hard to not have that prevalent in your child's life. So I think for us, we kind of are learning about this. I mean, I think we still have at least another year before we truly can implement anything. Yeah, before um, Emma really understands. Yeah, and mind you, we'll be homeschooling, on. so there's we're not worried about what kids are going to say or anything like that. I think it's more of um, the biggest thing for us is if we if we decide to go down the route and tell our daughter that Santa is real, I think it would be more of being honest, like Santa's a made up character, he brings you presents and, you know, it's just for fun. You know, it's a way to have, you know, fun idea for the holidays. It's what people have come up with. I think we'd like to be honest about that and have Santa, um, Santa in quotes, bring more like, um, practical. Yes. Thank you. I forgot that no, word the other day. Good job. We, I was we going to forget it again. More practical gifts for our children. And I think one of my, my good friends here in South Carolina, I won't say her name, but she'll know who she, who she is when she hears this. Um, her and her husband kind of struggled with it too, but they were more of really stern about the fact that like Santa will not get their kids the biggest gift like to them they're like no we're the kids parents we work really hard the last thing that we want is our kids to idolize and be more happy with a fictional made-up person giving them the best gift on christmas and it not being from their parents yeah and that really stuck with me yeah i think you had told me something too about like i don't maybe it's just because i grew up poor but you know, kids go back to school and everyone's like, what'd you get from Santa? What'd you get from Santa? And then some kids, you know, if, if there's kids out there that are believing in Santa, which there will be, then, you know, how the kids are going to question, like, how come Santa got me, you know, like a, a little small toy or something, you know, like a Hot Wheel. But this other kid got an iPad from Santa and it's like, you don't, you know, these kids are going to... I was that kid. I got an iPod. And see, I was, <laughs> I was the kid that got a Hot Wheel. So it's like... You know, why does Santa like this kid more than he likes me? What did I do wrong? Yeah, I I 100% agree. Like, I think, I don't think we really realized that as kids. I don't know if maybe we just never talked about it or if it was just something I think, I don't know, maybe it was more of your crowd because you received the lesser gift. It was more something you guys, you as in like people who got the smaller gift when comparing it to somebody else, that that's the way those kinds of people internalized it. Whereas people who got the better gift, they're not going to think twice about it. Yeah. So I think for me, I never thought twice about it. It was like, I was awesome. I mean, so anyways, needless to say, I think for us, it's not going to be more of a made up mystical thing. I think the biggest thing for us is we really want to implement into our child and our children, future children, um, that, you know, we want to focus it on Christ. The we want... joy, if, if that joy from the beginning comes from Christ. Christ and the holiday, you know, celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. That, you know, Santa is a fictional character, you know, all those things laid out early on. Then yeah. that time where a kid realizes that Santa's not real and they're sad and they look at Christmas differently will will not happen. Yeah, I mean, like, why not direct the natural wonder, awe, and innocence for mystery and desire for gifts for, uh, our children have toward real and good 
toward the real and good God who is actually responsible for all the good things we have. I think that is so powerful. Absolutely. Um, and, and so I think um, it's a good, perfect time to quote James one seventeen: Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So I think the biggest thing, we encourage our kids to long for, wait for, ask from and almost worship Santa who isn't real when all along when all that longing and waiting and asking should be directed toward a real God who loves them who does hear them who does see them and cares for them and promises to provide for them and who gave them the greatest gift of all Jesus not because they were naughty or nice, but because our God is gracious. Yeah. And it's not it's not Santa who sees us when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake. It's God. It's our creator. Mm-hmm. He is there and he knows. And in Psalm 139.2, he says, or it says, sorry, not he. It says, when I sit down and when I rise up. He knows. Our creator knows this. The savior is better than Santa. Our savior is better than Santa. And I think there's no greater joy than taking the entire month, creating an advent calendar that's Christ-centered for your children and reminding them of the greatest gift we could receive as Christians. And that's God's one and only son. Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, and also, like, I don't feel like lying is a good idea to do to your kids either. I think it's really hard. Um, and I think it it gets down a slippery, slippery slope. If you lie to your kids about Christmas and they figure that out, they're going to figure out the Easter Bunny. They're going to figure out the Tooth Fairy. Well, then they're going to start questioning other things. And yeah, and exactly. Then they can start questioning you. Like, and I hey, think you that told me that, you know, Santa was you real. Up. You told me that the Easter Bunny was real. How do I believe that? Exactly. It that sets them up else, for you know? a rocky foundation when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I think that that's, I think that's really hard. It's a hard balance. And I, but I will say, again, if you're not following the Brannian Millennial, you need to. The biggest thing that I know that she was talking to her kids about and that she makes sure that she does is that these kids don't, their kids, her kids, who obviously know that Santa's not real, don't ruin it for other kids. I think that is so important. It is not our job. It's not our kid's job to speak the truth. Yes, it is the truth, but rather why not have them be a light for Christ? Teach your kids, not necessarily to like call out other kids' parents and be like, your mommy's a liar. My mommy's telling me the truth. But more so, I, you know, we, we don't really celebrate Santa or, you know, you know, my family, we do more of a Christian approach. We, you know, we celebrate Jesus all month. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, for, for people who are Jewish or aren't Christian to begin with. I mean, you've, everybody's had those friends and experienced those conversations as a kid where people are like, I just don't celebrate Christmas. And it's like, you know, you don't have to, it's another one of those things where, you know, you don't, 
you sh you don't have to force it down someone else's throat. If they have questions, obviously you can yeah, answer so for them and and enlighten them on it. But. Yeah, one hundred percent. So this is what the Brennan millennial said. She said, "Quote: I tell my kids that moms and dads get to decide if they want to tell their children that Santa is real or not, and it's not our place to tell them." I tell them if a child is excited about Santa, then you allow them to be excited and allow and always be a light for Christ. They know not to ruin it for another child. Also, we have many prep conversa conversations depending on who we're about to be around, which I think is really important, too, because not everybody in your family is going to do the same approach to Christmas. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, for us, I can guarantee you when my mom listens to this, it's not going to be something that she's like super yeah, that's gonna be thrilled with sorry mom to have with her about yeah because oh my gosh she and she loves it and it's not it's not that we don't want our kid to have that same joy but we want our we want our kid and our children to have that joy For in christ, christ because yes. christ isn't going anywhere and santa's a seasonal thing and santa's not real mm -hmm. i think it's very beneficial to have those difficult conversations early on with your kids um i think if you're the person that opens their eyes to these things you know and that could go for multiple things other than just santa claus and the meaning of christmas but having those conversations uh before you know they're exposed to it in other ways so that they do have that trust in you and it's not going to be always easy as a parent to do that and to have those conversations but it's it's important it's it lays the groundwork 100%. So I will say my one of my sweet friends in Tennessee created a Christmas 2020 advent calendar that is Christ centered. Um, I'm actually going to post it on to um, my social media. If you do not have social media, but you would like to have one printed out, maybe if you have grandkids and you would like to do it with your grandkids when they come to visit you at any point in time during the month, you can email us. My email is taylorhoppus12 at gmail. And I can actually send it back to you. Just request it from me. I can send you the file. And you guys can enjoy this too. It's very um, encouraging and uplifting. And it's very interactive with children, which I think is very important. And it's not a... I like I hate to say it, but it's not like shoving it in your face. It's not... Um, like, I'll read... Um, a handful of the days. So one For of the days example. is um, read the nativity story, make Christmas cards, build manger of kindness, prayer list under the tree, and um, bake a cake for Jesus. So those are just a handful of the things that she has on there. So I think it's very fun, very interactive. It's great to get your kids involved in and they get excited about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's something that will never go away. And it gives them the foundation and it gives them the trust in you as parents. So I think that that's really important. Absolutely. So needless to say, that's our point of view. Um, we're still, we still kind of struggle with it because sometimes I, for me personally, because I did have such an awesome imagination of who Santa was. Yeah, but with that, you I also know, know I how had the crushed. hurt. I really yeah. did. I had the hurt with it when I found out, and it was really hard. But I do look was, back on the great times and memories. Granted, it wasn't long that I had the time because I got really smart very young. But yeah, well, you're really 
you, you, everything's I'm sure ruined you tried for me. To do there, there's no such thing as a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, but so either way, it's really hard for me because I would like to do those things. And, and for us being Christians, and this is all new for us, um, I think it's just going to be an exciting time. It's going to be a learning curve. Find for us. those other other creative ways to yes, make other those creative ways to make and, them fun yeah, too. Absolutely. I want that same joy that I had, but I want it for Jesus. Yes, and I think that that's really important. Um, but so, anyways, to say we are going to log off here. We will try and get you an episode next week, early next week, um, if we can't. We are busy. Apologies. But we will try to as soon as possible. Keep up with my social media. Um, We'll let you know. Or turn on the notifications. Subscribe to our podcast. And you will get all that. Yes. Tell your friends. Share this episode with three of your closest friends. Um, Give us a five-star review. It really does help. Um, Anything else you'd like to say? Um, I know that, you know, these last few weeks have been very hard for us and for anyone else out there who's who's going through stuff right now or you know experiencing difficult times you know if we can ever pray for you just reach out to us let us know um you know there's there's always someone willing to listen um you know it's a it's a big loving community um everybody who who does listen to us we appreciate you we love you and yeah praying for everybody and Happy holidays. Yeah. And And if you guys have any more questions about how to go about this um, Santa Claus uh, debacle, um, I highly suggest you follow Allie Stuckey and the Brennian Millennial. Both of them can be found on Instagram, I believe, and Facebook. I know the Brennian Millennial is definitely on Instagram. Yeah. Um, But they have great um, information on it that is stored in their highlights from their stories that gives just a great example and uh, they also provide great resources that are christian based for you to read to your children work with your children on um prayers advents yeah, all that since, kind of stuff with it's and since we're still learning about it too reach out to us too i mean we're not afraid to have yeah. those conversations we don't know everything we're also we're not afraid to say if we don't know we will find out from an experienced person who's gone through this yeah who can give us the best route that or, we can give you yeah or we just uh reach into the all trustworthy bible and yes try and figure out you know navigate what which reminds me do. one of the cool things which i haven't talked to you about oh, if you guys want to join in on this you should um i can't remember who um shared it i think it was the brennian millennial i'm gonna keep plugging her here because she is fantastic um suggested reading a chapter of luke per day and i think you end luke on the 24th so if you started on the first of december you read a chapter each day and by the end i believe you will get to um luke 24 so by christmas eve you will get to it and it and that is the story of Christ. I yeah. think that's really cool. Um, Will you? It's a fun way to, if, you, if you're if you new to being a Christian, you're new to understanding all this, that's definitely a great way. If your kids are at that age, or even if they're not at that age, just playing it and learning about it, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, and we just went through Luke, so it'd be cool to go through it again yeah. a little bit more in detail and where we are in this chapter of life and this yeah. time of year. And do it with a Bible study, too. 
I think that's really important and make sure one of the biggest things I I was suggested was if you don't know a word look it up and try to find its Greek or Hebrew meaning to truly understand the translation (laughs) so anyways we're gonna log off on here we will speak with you guys next week and we'll be back then in the meantime you guys have a great rest of your week and we look forward to talking to you guys then bye bye